If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside T.J. Rosine today. Great episode coming up for you, but before we do, let's lean in to find out what's new with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Yeah, coaches, a lot of times analytics can be intimidating, you know, something that we're overwhelmed with. But here's my challenge for you, and I was, I was challenged by this the other day, is uh, just pick one thing to start charting analytically in your practice. What's one thing that can make your team better? And as you continue to find things that are going to give your team really good quantified data, it's going to help them to understand this is why we do what we do. Your team's going to have more buy-in. So coaches, think about the one thing that you're going to start charting in practice and then start building on that. Awesome. TJ, today we're going to be talking about is it important that players when they are hurt that they are still around the team? They're still with the team, rehabbing, training with the team, uh, attending practice, uh, sitting on the bench during games, or when they're injured, should they be kind of just focused on rehab and it's not important? Like they don't play a role on your team any longer. This topic got brought up and really initiated through some recent NBA news. Uh, Bruce Bowen recently, if you heard it, TJ ripped Kawhi Leonard from last year and, and about the fact that he wasn't with the team late in the season. And this is what Bruce Bowen said. As a player, if I'm a leader of a team, my team goes on the road in the playoffs, I'm with my guys, he said. Because that's what it's all about. It's about camaraderie. It's about fellowship. It's a brotherhood. When that didn't happen, referring to last year with Kawhi, it's all kinds of sirens and alarm signals that says to me, is this person fully invested? I don't want to take on a player who's not willing to support his guys during the course of their time that's needed most. And, you know, I, I think about this all the time because in the high school space where I spend a lot of my time, there's a player that gets injured and all of a sudden, like, they maybe show up once a week to practice. Okay? It's almost like they're not on the team anymore, oftentimes. Very rarely do I see a player who's injured in the high school space still showing up each and every day. I'm surprised by that. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. You know, like I, I see it more and more often that when the players get injured, they're they're out. Like it's almost like and and let me let me rephrase that. Not injured just like a week injury. Okay, like a week long injury where I'll be back next week. That's different. I'm talking about like an extended injury where even if they, they may not make a return until like the last week or maybe they won't return at all until the next year or until after the season. Mm-hmm. All right. In those instances, I see time and time again that players are separate and they, they go out and they start doing their own thing. Yeah. You know, right? they, they think their value are, you know, I can't play. Why, why would I go? Like literally, that's the statement. I can't play. Why would I go? Yeah. Well, I got a ton of thoughts about that. I, one first thing is, just an amazement at the Kawhi Leonard situation. Like, I, not just Kawhi Leonard, but in general. Like, I'm so shocked by like when these players get injured. The NBA teams, NFL, whatever, they have the access to the best doctors in the world. So why are they using other doctors? Like, I, I, maybe there's something I'm missing there. I'm not trying to blame the players or whatever, but it just blows my mind that they don't have 
you know, the Spurs don't have great doctors, which I'm sure they have. I mean, they care about they're 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 trying to protect their investment. You have the best doctors in San Antonio, I'd imagine. Yeah. Or even just all of Southern Texas. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be connected to the NBA team. Yeah. And so it, it's uh, – and even if, you know, if it wasn't, it was more s- severe, they would, you know, take you to the doctor or bring the doctor to you that needed to uh, to evaluate you or needed to handle you or whatever. So I'm I'm just really, really surprised and taken back by that. Not just in Kawhi Leonard's situation because it seems like it happens all the time. Yeah. I'm going to my doctors. I'm going to my trainers. So, you know, like even the Tom Brady thing, it's like – I don't have anything against them using their own trainers or whatever, but it's like your team can afford the best in the world, and they want to they want to spend the money on the best in the world because you're an investment for them. And so, why does everybody have to end up going outside? So I know that's a little bit of a side note, but it's just- but Bruce Bruce Bowen actually talked on that. You know, he said, and this whole notion that the team didn't have my best interest. He's like, you're their franchise player. You're their most important investment in the entire organization. You don't think they were looking out for your best interests? Yeah. They absolutely were. Like, that's crazy talk. They were absolutely looking out for you. But even in the high school ranks, when these coaches, when you're injured, the coaches are looking out for you, right? Like, they want you to be back. They want you to get healthy. They want you to do it the right way. They want those things. So, yeah, side note. Yeah. But. I'm with you on that. Yeah, so so I think about it, it is hard. I mean, let's just if you're a player and you're injured, it's hard to be there. Like it's not easy to sit there and watch practice it's every day. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. You're you're not involved, you're not um but this goes back to our notion we've talked about in so many episodes, it's not about you, right? Like you have a unique opportunity like adversity. You have an adverse situation where you can choose right now to do what's comfortable or to do what's uncomfortable. What's uncomfortable is to watch other people having fun and you're cheering for and becoming a great teammate. Now, that's as selfless and as good a teammate thing as I think of you can do. But you can choose the other road and find ways not to be at practice. And I think most of the time players try and choose the way not to be at practice. But that's not special if you want to be a special player. And let's just you know, forward, you get injured as a sophomore, you're going to come back as a junior and be an impactful player. Like It's hard, but what you would do during that injured sophomore year is plant roots for how to become a better leader. Like if you can invest in other people while you're out and injured, which actually is a great time because you have nothing to think about but <laughs> right. others, right? Then you're going to plant seeds that are going to that are going to produce great things. Should coaches mandate it? Should it be and and what is your rule like if someone gets injured and they're injured for 2 months? Yeah. Right? Like you're expecting your is your expectation they're with you as if they are healthy absolutely I like mean, through everything every meeting every film every practice I, I don't mean there's occasions not everything but I would say eighty five percent I mean occasionally um, there might be something they could do rehab wise because a certain trainer or somebody's in that I'd be okay with them missing but if they're coming back and we're implementing and we're going through drills and we're doing things and they're not paying attention, like it, the team shouldn't suffer because they decided to practice they didn't want to be there for two hours, right? I mean, they've, they've got to know the same things everybody else is doing. And if they want to get back on the court fast, they probably should be making sure they're not only you know staying up on that stuff but getting ahead of people mentally. So I don't think you can afford to miss practices if, if, you, if you're going to go come back and help your team. What if they're going to miss the year? Yeah, I think if you're going to miss the year... And you're out until next year. Yeah, I think if you're going to be out until next year, it's long-term thinking about 
how am I adding value to my team? What kind of teammate am I becoming? The physical part of it, like an occasional mispractice because of a rehab appointment, occasional mispractice because of it, I, I get that. I just don't think it's come once in a while because what's going to happen is it's going to be bad for you and bad for the team because the, they start moving on. You know what I mean? They start with sort of injured players, what happens with them. A lot of times I've seen teams rally around injured players and they become a big focal point of the team. Like people look to them when they're sad, mad, playing time. They start talking to that injured player, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why it's important to be a great teammate at that time. The, the opposite is like when it's about me and my injury and I come by and wave every once in a while, <laughs> right? right? And just say, hey, I'm here. People forget about it. They move on. Like you're not invested in this journey. And so the team moves on from you, and then players get their feelings hurt. Like, well, they don't care about me. They don't. But but you're not showing up and doing the hard and, stuff. And then you got to go back through a reacclimation process, yeah. right? Getting them reacclimated, not just as a player on the court, but a person within the culture, right, yeah. of of the team. But let's take a quick halftime break. But when we come back, let's talk about some tangible ways that coaches can set those expectations and and communicate those expectations, and then also maybe some tangible tasks that the coach can give to the player. To say, listen, during this period of time, here are some things you should be working on to grow as an individual and as a player. Before we do a halftime talk with our friends over at TeamSnap. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap for today's communication tip of the episode. This week, coaches, I'd like to remind you that every word matters. As you go through your week, I'd like to challenge you to think, what if every word you spoke to your players were the very thing that they kept with them for the rest of their life. Let me repeat that. Every word you spoke to your players was the very thing that they kept with them the rest of their life. There's a chance that could be true. There could be something you say to your players that they never are able to shake. It lives with them forever. Understanding that we're reminded of the responsibility, but also the opportunity we have as a coach. So this week, I'd like to challenge you to make sure you are breathing life into your players. Make sure the words you are speaking are encouraging them and inspiring them and helping move them forward to be the best version of themselves. We have a responsibility and an opportunity to use our communication to help change the lives of our players. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app serving over 15 million people across the globe, helping bring coaches, parents, and players together in an organized manner, getting everything coordinated all season long. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. TJ, what should a conversation with a coach and an injured player, let's give two different scenarios. One where it's, I'm going to be back in two months, okay, towards the end of the year, and then one where I'm out for the season, but I still have a year or two left with the program. What should that conversation of expectations look like from a coach to a player? Yeah, I think it should look like what your expectations are. Like, I think if you're a coach and you've got to live what you preach, right? So you can't tell the team everybody is equally important and i love you equally and then somebody gets injured and you're like oh well you can't help the team anymore i don't care what you do you know you you gotta as a coach it can be challenging too i mean you're out there and you're definitely in the battle with the players that are playing i've seen a lot of coaches we're, we're blaming players here but i've seen a lot of coaches not have a game plan for an injured player and, and most of the time you can't expect a 15, 18-year-old to know exactly what to do when they're injured. And so I think it's crucial to have the right conversation mm-hmm. with players. And I think it's crucial for coaches to have a plan. I mean, all right, well, if a player's injured, 
here's what the conversation sounds like to me. Listen, here's what I expect of you, and here's three things you can continue to do to add value to the team. And then let them make a choice. Whatever those three things are to you, it's uh, that you feel like they can do to add value to the team. You know, let's talk about those, right? You know, so you you communicate that expectation. I I agree with you, and I'm so glad you brought up the fact that sometimes the coaches are to blame in this, right? Where they've kind of distanced themselves so much from the players. They're so focused on the active players that they forget that. And then that player feels disconnected to the team. So it's interesting dynamic because the coach wants them to stay connected. But the coach creates a feeling of disconnection by how they've managed the process sometimes. Absolutely. I, I've been guilty of that. Have you? Unintentionally. But, you know, I, I've got blinders on. I'm trying to make the, get the team ready. And so immediately when somebody's injured, you can't access them anymore. It's almost like, you know, it, it, and, and to, be, to be transparent, that happens a lot. Now, I'm more conscious of it now, and I have a better game plan than I did before. But... The first thing you do when a player is injured is what do we do? How do we adjust? Like you, it, it goes to yeah. like how, how do we adapt without them? Yeah, it, your mind goes to that. And to be honest with you, it might should go to that. You're the leader of that team, and you've got to you, you've got to get them to the best spot they can be. But that doesn't mean you can't do both. You can, you got to come back to the place of how do I serve the team first, but how do I serve the individual second? And a lot of times when you think about all your attention serving the team, you forget about serving the individual and that particular individual you know has a as an injury and it's like it's easy for you to to get to move on from that yeah i love i love the fact of when you are injured you now have your your responsibilities have reduced but it's added new responsibilities that you get to work on from other aspects so your your performance obviously is, has limitations on the court you can't do anything on the court right but now you get an opportunity it opens the door for you to try to build better relationships right to try to work on your encouragement to try to work on studying the game and your anticipation right and and being able to see things from a new perspective there's a whole and you hear this from time to time you know how players like Man, being injured last year, I was able to like learn the game so much greater, yeah. right? And like I came back next year with a new, this next year with a new perspective mentally based on what I was able to watch and witness. But what are some ta- – go ahead. Well, I think it's like anything else. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. I've seen players get injured and come back better than ever because they were injured and they were – present for everything they realized what gift they had that got taken away from them they sat there and the game slowed down because they watched it and learned it rather than were in it you know if you think about a lot of especially like good players they never they never watch it they're always in it and you know the other thing that can be really humbling and can make you a much better teammate is that if you got to get in the games and you got to play and now you're injured you now get to see what it feels like to be one of those players that never gets in the game and I think that can give you a, a, a greater bond and greater connection and more empathy for a player that doesn't get in the game. And I think it can build strong relationships that way. You know, we recently recorded an episode on analytics and statting practice and, and different things associated with analytics. I think this is a great um, uh, exercise for injured players to do, TJ, where if you've got injured players, maybe you give them some task. Some daily practice tasks, like, hey, today I want you to to stat this for us, yeah, and and not just stat it, but you know, at the end, like, let's talk about it and and help us in that regard, right? It's going to help you and it'll help us. But giving them some exercises, some tasks to do to be part of that process, view them in essence as an assistant coach. Yeah, 
I would be careful with that one. Though. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea, but I think how you frame it and how you share it with them is going to be crucial because nobody wants to be injured and say, well, great. Now I get to wash the towels. Now I get a you know little check marks on a paper. Like you 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 want to make you want to make sure that you're careful to explain. Hey, listen, I know you're injured, and uh, what, one of the things that we can do right now is just improve your mental aspect of the game. We may not be able to prove the physical, but the mental. So here's what I'd like for you to chart and practice, and I want you to help me discover how this is helping us and hurting us as a team. So now you've enrolled them in, in Envision, you know, saying, hey, here's what you can do for us analytically. But if you were to say, all right, you're injured, now here's your job. Go over here and check make missed and made shots, and then wash the towels afterwards. <laughs> then they're thinking, this sucks. Yeah. You know, so I think... It, Framing it as how can you help the team is really important. Yeah, I I, I agree, and, and I didn't go into that detail, but absolutely, that's what you were thinking. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm thinking. Like, listen, there's an opportunity here that you're injured to to grow mentally, and and here's something that you could do, you know, to help us and help you. Yeah, right, and and just learn the game greater. But what what consequence if you see a player start? Uh, attending less frequently, right? All of a sudden, they're just missing, and, and you look back, and it's 35 40% of the time they're injured, they just weren't around, mm-hmm. you know? Things just kept coming up, right? Yeah. And, and, and not rehab stuff, but just their attendance started kind of faltering. Right. What's the consequence? Well, I think if they get to the point where they're missing 35 40% of practice, right, I think that's the coach's fault. I don't think it's about consequences at that point. I think it's your fault. Because, you know, if you expect a player on the team to be at practice every day, then the first time they do it, it should be handled. And from there on out, you know, could they get approval because of a a, a doctor's appointment? Yeah. But then they miss the second one. Hey, back to back. Well, I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Hey, listen, because you've made it, go ahead today. But from now on, we need to schedule better on your doctor's appointments. You need to be at practice. Here's the practice schedule. And so if it gets to the point where it's 35 40%, I, I truly do believe it's the coach's fault that you didn't handle it after first mispractice and then the second ask or whatever. I, I think you gotta, you've got to handle that right away. I like it. I like it. Coaches, love your perspective on this topic. If you've got any thoughts and how you've handled injured players and keeping them involved and engaged, send us a tweet. We'd love to share with our audience and retweet it out. You can go at hardwood underscore hustle. You can always go to our website, hardwoodhustle.com. Emails through there. Listen, I'm Adam. He is TJ. We are both healthy and present and active, feeling good. We appreciate you listening. Until next time, we're out.